Welcome to the Innovation in Government show sponsored by Kerasoft. Each month, we'll talk with industry experts who enable innovation and make government more responsive and secure by advancing key technologies. Now, here's your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jay Foes, the Senior Customer Advocate for Financial and Healthcare Agencies at Veritas. Jay, thanks so much for taking the time and join me. Uh, you're welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me. I'm just going to set a little context for our discussion today. As agencies continue further down this digital transformation path, they're finding among their biggest challenges the need to integrate and manage enterprise data. Over the last decade, agencies have realized how important data is to drive mission successes and outcomes. But without an enterprise data management strategy, agencies can struggle to take advantage of their data to make decisions and improve services. Now, the good news is tools and technologies are better than a decade ago and are continually improving. The use of cloud services, better cybersecurity capabilities are helping agencies meet long-held goals of secure information sharing. So let's turn to JFOs from Veritas to learn more. Let's start with some trends you're seeing among your clients when it comes to this idea of enterprise modernization, technology, data, all those things that fit together. Sure. Jason, in the space, as it relates to federal civilian agencies, you know, enterprise, in my opinion, kind of gets thrown around a little loosely. Um, at least so from my perspective, an enterprise is a customer with a few petabytes of data, multiple data centers, you know, a hand, handful of field offices as well, right? And, and different types of applications that they have to support, right? So from that perspective, when, when we look at our customers trying to modernize, right, their enterprise, um, you know, right now the easy button is SaaS. Um, you know, customers that can look at an application that's not mission critical, you know, doesn't have a lot of security requirements per se, right? We know everything needs to be secure in today's world. Um, but more of your public-facing applications, you know, are moving to the web, to the SaaS type offerings, as long as there's a FedRAMP type, um, as long as there's a FedRAMP certification behind it. It gives those agencies the ability to move that app into the cloud. So we see that from a modernization effort happening. Um, but when it comes to using that, tenant, right? That cloud tenant that our customers have. There are some additional requirements that have to go into that process, looking at the amount of resources that are required to move an application. Does the application have dependencies on an operating system? Um, and how do you ensure that you understand that shared responsibility model when you move that app into the cloud? For the customers that continue to stay on-premise, um, you know, the challenge is the complexity of today's technology. Uh, with the business unit requirement. And a lot of our IT staff has been overwhelmed the last year, you know, maintaining security patches and updates, right? The Log4j, you know, the solar winds, right? A lot of that stuff is really making it tough to get the business leaders aligned with the technology leaders to do enterprise modernization. So there's a few things I want to just back up on. Uh, uh, the easy button is really SaaS. And I think a lot of CIOs that I talk to uh, and, and others are really starting to see that. Or a lot of the conversations you're having today with clients around, hey, how can I get to software as a service more quickly? They seem to have done the platform and the infrastructure, but really it's software that holds the key in their eyes. Correct. A lot of applications that are used by agencies are somewhat common. You look at your HR, you look at your payroll, right? You look at some of your e-discovery, right? Those type of things are very common throughout a lot of the agencies. And if you put the responsibility, right, on the cloud provider uh, with that SaaS architecture, uh, it, it does relieve a good amount of burden 
right, on the IT organization, because I think they want to focus more on some of the mission critical applications, right, that drive services to the consumer, the end user, right? And, and those are the things that we see them trying to focus on a little bit more. And at the same time, we know agencies are going to live in this hybrid world for the near term. So they also need the, those same resources on those stuff that can't be moved to the cloud, can't go software as a service. As you mentioned, some of the stuff that stays on premise and finding that alignment. How much are agencies stuck in that old legacy systems and maybe don't have enough of a plan or they don't have the budget or the resources to move everything? Then they really they really have to prioritize. Sure. And and you know, there's a lot of what we like to refer to as GOTS applications, right? Things that the government has designed that has a lot of dependencies on an operating system, right? Or it has specific integration, right? That systems are global. Uh, I, I think a lot of times, you know, when we look at the federal government, uh, we forget, right, that we interact, right, with the rest of the world as well from a financial and a health standpoint, right? You look at the pandemic and how HHS had to interact with the rest of the world. You look at financial services and the economy, right? We do that on a regular basis, right? So those things are very, very critical. And it's really hard right, to modernize an application. So that's the other aspect that I think our, our leaders are challenged with, right? How do I modernize not just, you know, the infrastructure that I'm managing, but the actual application itself. In many ways, those two two different decisions. Infrastructure is probably a little easier to modernize because, again, even if you live in this hybrid world, you're going to move some things to the cloud. You're going to take advantage of some cloud services. But it's the applications that, that seem to be the, the biggest challenge. Let's start with the first part of that question. When to move to the cloud? When to stay on premise? What are some of those considerations agencies need to keep in mind? So moving to the cloud, I think, has you know two critical factors in front of it. Um, it's the secure aspects and or the relevancy of the data. Um, and then it also has to do with what is the criticality of that application, right? What are its uptime requirements? Um, when we look at our cloud providers and a lot of the native tools, right, that they are in the business of helping provide, um, how well do they do from an availability standpoint, right? Um, you know, ransomware cyber threats, right? They're coming from a lot of different places. How well, right, are those infrastructures secure as well? So I think a lot of our, our federal agencies look at, um, you know, what is my risk factor, right? On taking this application from my data center where I manage it and I'm responsible for it and giving it to somebody else. And a lot of it depends on what the application is. Um, I, I think what we see is they ask the questions about themselves of, okay, if this goes down, what happens? Or do I have this, does this application need to be modernized because it's based on 25, 30, 35 year old legacy technology and it's out of date. So I, I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. Is the risk factors that they're talking about mostly cyber related or is it more mission related? What, what do you hear? Mission. Um, definitely more mission related, right? Because the business has to continue to run um, and impacting that business and the dependencies that that application has on the rest of um, inter-agencies, right? Because there's a, a lot of interconnect, right? Between different agencies for um, checking the validity, right? Of a tax payment, right? Or the submission of that record. And, you know, that piece there is extremely important too. 
um, supply chain issues, right, have also impacted, I think, some of these decisions on whether you, you know, stay on prem uh, or move to the cloud as well, right? Because that's starting to challenge some of them. But, you know, those are a couple of things I believe uh, ha- have been, you know, raised as a concern that they're they're still working through. And I know we'll probably get to some of the supply chain discussion in, in the second segment as we talk a little bit more about security. I want to go back to something else though before, before, before we hit that topic. You mentioned the other side of it is the dependencies and how there's uh, the risk factors that can be measured and managed, but also the dependencies with it within other agencies. Are there dependencies also on the kind of the legacy system and, and can you migrate it and how you migrate it and, and does it have to stay with the current operating system? Give me a sense of, of some of those discussions that you are seeing as well. Well, so Jason, you know, the, the elephant in the room is the mainframe. Um, you know, that that's still in a lot of the data centers for our federal customers. And there's a lot of mission critical applications that still reside there. So, you know, to your to your point, I, I'm not sure what some of those plans are other than, you know, get it into that DevSecOps environment, right? Get that process there started. Try to determine how you can get your application developed, you know, in a way that it has different platforms that it could run on, right? As you move it out, right? Because each cloud provider, you know, may allow you to run on a different platform, but in a DevSecOps environment, especially if you start uh, within a Kubernetes type environment, which, you know, I think is very relevant in today's modernization efforts, um, it would be extremely beneficial, right, to make sure those dependencies are met, you know, as they move forward. When you talk about trends in the public sector, I think DevSecOps is a big one. I think a lot of the uh, agencies see the power of that agile iterative development, but at the same time, they also say, well, we're not going to have the money or the time or the resources to modernize this entire application. So what piece of it can we modernize, put that in the cloud, but have it tagged back to the mainframe or the legacy technology? I think that's the other trend that I hear a lot from CIOs. Is there a difficulty in getting that done? Or that's the whole point of DevSecOps that that allows you to be able to, again, slice off a piece, modernize it, slice off a piece, modernize it, and continually kind of keep it moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see that as being an avenue they're pursuing, but I also see there's some limitations, right, with the connectivity. Um, you know, things within the United States, major cities are still pretty good, but there's a lot of agencies that are out in rural areas, right, that support our citizens. And at times, we don't have the bandwidth required for some of these applications um, to effectively function there. And it's 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 not so much the application, but when you look at technology today, we move a lot more code up and down the wire, right? In order to make sure we give that user a better experience because most everything we do from a mobile or graphical standpoint, you know, has a lot more code base in it. Not, not to get too technical, right? But again, <laughs> um, we still have a lot of customers that don't have efficient uh, communication lines um, to support some of the, application development, right, that they want to do. We hear a lot, we're starting to hear a lot about infrastructure as code. We're starting to hear a lot about uh, software-defined networking to help kind of starting to address that. Uh, and, and I think that's the other piece that we should maybe hit upon just briefly is uh, this idea of 
when they're moving the data is really what's driving them and, and they have to understand what their data is and, and where it needs to go and then that can kind of drive some of these uh, modernization decisions too very true and there's a greater focus on inspecting the data today um it's shocking when you work with certain customers and you do an analysis of their environment right and this is pretty easily done you know, there's different software modules out there that companies have, but, you know, 30% of the data on a file share is usually not relevant to the government mission, right? It could be, you know, something that we downloaded off of the web, you know, from Google, right? It could be, you know, a video or an MP3. Um, there's a lot of stuff that ends up on GFE that's not supposed to. And in order for us, and that drives costs, right? So for an order for us to be more efficient and effective on managing the data, we have to have good visibility to it. And one of the challenges that we've seen is a lot of the products want to scan file shares, right? We've got so much overhead on our data, right? On our systems now, it's a good thing the technology has continued to improve, right? From a performance and a processing standpoint. But at the end of the day, right? Keeping track of that data and having visibility of it is very important. Jay, you opened the door to data visibility. You know we're going to come back and talk a little cybersecurity, but first we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue our discussion. You're listening to the discussion, Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. How do you modernize the infrastructure you manage? How do you ensure you understand the shared responsibility model? How do you verify your environment is zero trust ready? Veritas can ease your worries about the challenges of modernization. As the data protection expert, Veritas recognizes it is not just the importance of modernizing the infrastructure you manage, but modernizing the individual applications as well. Whether on-prem or in the cloud, trust Kerasoft and Veritas Technologies to keep your business running. Visit Veritas.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jay Foes, the Senior Customer Advocate for Financial and Healthcare Agencies at Veritas. Jay, before break, we talked a little bit about data, and we talked a little bit about this idea of enterprise modernization and moving uh, more applications to software as a service in the cloud. What's the other piece that's driving a lot of this modernization effort? And you mentioned it briefly is, is cybersecurity. This idea of secure information sharing, this idea of securing capabilities, services, what have you. What are you seeing from your clients around how much of a role security is playing? We know it's big. We know it's a lot. But but what are some of those reasons? What are some of the th things you're hearing about that security and modernization connection? Sure. I mean, I think I think given today's climate, especially with the threat of ransomware, you know, there's a tremendous fear factor in place. Uh, we we hear a lot of concerns around that agency and you know you know do i have the right depth and protection strategy in place uh to ensure right i'm doing everything i can to keep the folks from infiltrating the network you know leaving a a, a rogue file behind and and that is putting you know so much effort and we talked about it previously you know the amount of patching and updating right to operating systems to applications and even you know our technology right we have to ensure that we maintain a specific level of security within our own rights so that our customers are confident that you know there's no vulnerability there 
And so there's so many different solutions and capabilities out there from, you know, a lot of different security vendors. It becomes challenging. Where do you prioritize, right, that in the whole depth and defense aspect of securing your data? We hear so much about why would you try to secure your own data when you could lean on the cloud service providers, when you could lead on the private sector, that's that's their job to do that. Do you feel like that's starting to resonate more and more in government, especially as they get uh, more comfortable using the cloud? Yes and no. And I say that because, again, I'll go back to that cloud, you know, shared service model. Um, when you look at the cloud providers, right? And when you sign up, right, at the end of the day, the data is your responsibility as a customer. And so from a security standpoint, why should I feel more secure that the data is in a cloud provider than I do on-premise? Do they have a different tool in the cloud than I have available to me on-premise? What they have, right, or more consistent platforms, right? They've got a, a greater amount of standardization. They've probably got more uh, automation, right, when it comes to the infrastructure. I, I definitely agree there. But at the end of the day, um, the cyber criminals really don't care if you're in the cloud or you're on-premise. They're coming. I think the, th the theory is, is that the cloud provides you a little more depth, a little more the flexibility, the agility that, okay, if they attack one part, there's the other part can still stay up and keep you uh, resilient. And I think that's one of the, the big things. Of course, there's a cost factor too, right? It's, it's the agencies have to get their head around the fact that it's going to cost a little bit more. So, so we talked earlier about security driving modernization effort, and, and you mentioned DevSecOps as one area. A lot of decisions are made around security and, and how to modernize based on legacy technology. It's based on, can we continue to move this along? Are, are there some considerations when we talk about kind of this idea of when to modernize, what makes sense and how to do it? What, what are some of the things you hear from your customers around uh, that those decisions, what's driving those decisions beyond, you know, uh, some of the things we talked about that the ransomware is so prevalent, the, 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 attackers are coming after you? Are, are there other factors? So one of the things that in my tenure um, within the federal government that I, I've recognized is legislation. Um, when, when you look at what, you know, Congress enacts at times, right, it forces technology change. Um, and, and so I think, you know, some of those areas also uh, enforce Right, that whole security conversation um, as they try to modernize or change. Um, it's just like, you know, the IRS makes a change to a tax form, right? You know, you've got to make that change within your form. You got to make sure when you do that, it doesn't become vulnerable. So there's a lot of areas in, in, in that process within our technology uh, modernization effort that I think have to have some sort of consideration. But you know, the security aspects from uh, developing the apps are really, I think, more fundamental now around how do I ensure that there's this aspect of separation from the data and the application? Because we're also talking a whole lot about immutability. And if we can build secure applications where it's very easy to refresh the operating system or the app, and that doesn't impact the data, right, then we're building a more secure application moving forward that can support the modernization effort more effectively. Jay, you brought up this idea of uh, understanding your data, and, and I have to uh, give you some 
some kudos. You didn't mention the, the keyword here, zero trust. So congratulations there. I'll, I'll be the first to break the seal on that one. When you talk about uh, what things driving your security decisions, legislation was a good one. But the other side of the coin, I think here is you got to understand what data you have to protect it. And, and you got to manage that data. And security sometimes plays into that. You make decisions based on how you want to manage different data sets. Can you talk maybe a little bit about some of those decisions about what agencies should keep in mind as they're managing this data that's always growing and, and becoming more and more important? Yes, there's there's been certain OMB mandates, you know, put in place over time. You know, FIPS 140-2 uh, is one that comes to mind specific to the data. And, and those will not only impact the data, but the application, right? So when we talk about encrypted data at rest, encrypted data at flight, you know, all of that's very impactful to the actual operation of the application as well as the performance. Um, one of the key components, right, as we look at, you know, this effort, if we don't manage our data correctly, right, and, and there are more ways to make a copy, you know, archive a copy, um, you know, whether it's on site, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's you know, offsite in Iron Mountain, the fact is the more copies we keep, the more costs are associated. And I think as our customers look to, you know, best practices when it comes to managing data and securing it, looking at, you know, encrypted data at rest, and then how best to implement certain technologies um, like snapshotting and or deduplication and replication, right? All of those are mechanisms, right? To move your data from one location to another. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have a security breach, right? Somebody's going to eventually find a way in and they're going to want to take hold of that data. You've got to be able to recover it, right? You, If you can recover it, then you know, these cyber criminals are not going to win the battle. And, and that's really important. So visibility and the protection, right, of that data is critical to your success. You bring up the resiliency. And I think part of the reason why resiliency is so much important is because of these new threat vectors that agencies are starting to face. You mentioned ransomware earlier. I, th I think we're also seeing a lot of other just common phishing. Spear phishing is getting much better. Uh, I learned a term the other called whaling. I didn't hadn't heard that before. Whaling is this idea that you go after CEOs and CFOs, people with the power. They're big whales, right? Like sure. at a casino. What are some of those threat vectors you're starting to you know, kind of hear agencies talk about and, and how can they protect themselves, protect their data? So since you introduced zero trust, um, it, it's, it's a great segue uh, because in our space and where we you know, play a major role uh, within data protection, um, it's very critical that you look at the way that data protection solution is architected. And, and zero trust is a component of a framework, right? And when we talk about developing applications or utilizing tools, you know, that meet zero trust, right? There's some common questions and some common variables, right, that you should ask your vendors to say, okay, how are you zero trust compliant? But with that said, it's more important now than ever that as the data protection vendor, right, or a storage vendor, you're paying attention to that threat vector because we at Veritas have invested in 
challenging our own technology with all the threats that are in that landscape, because now they're coming at the data protection vendors, because they know if they can infiltrate your data protection system and you don't have a resilient platform to recover your data, game over. And I think that if you can't recover your data, not, as you said, not only game over, but it really it has a long-term effect on, on whether or not your modernization efforts and folks can, can start pulling back on, okay, well, maybe we need to hug our data again and hug our servers again. And that impacts their way, their ability to do that enterprise modernization that's so sorely needed. Jay, we're just about out of time before I let you go. Uh, I want to make sure folks understand the, the big takeaways from our conversation today, because we hit upon a bunch of different topics, enterprise modernization, security, data management. What are some of the things you want to make sure uh, listeners and, 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 and folks watching know? Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, appreciate your time today. Uh, to, to take away from what we just talked about, um, you know, in the data protection space, Resiliency and recovery is really important, but it also has to be done at scale, right? Depending on your strategy and how you've stored and or saved your information, if you can't get it back in a timely manner, then that just drags on and allows those cyber criminals to have an upper hand, right? So make sure you're looking at how well that recovery process works because if the data is on site versus in the cloud and based on how large that application is, that's really, really going to impact your recovery process. The other takeaway is, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, when you move to the cloud, plan to spend more money than you expected. Um, it's very difficult to estimate right, the amount of resources. You know, it's, it's challenging sometimes to understand your, your ingress and your egress costs as it relates to your applications. Um, so those are really, really important things moving forward. Um, and there are tools out there to help you plan that as well. Uh, within today's cloud provider world, you should be able to use resources when you need them and let them go when you don't. Um, you should understand importantly, most importantly, the shared responsibility models with the cloud providers. Uh, I, I think that's critical because uh, I think as our landscape continues to move to the cloud, there will be more focus right, on the cyber hacking. And then lastly, invest in a test dev environment. Invest in products before you put them into an enterprise environment. I think that some of the lessons I've learned from a few of my customers, they do their market research, they check their references, um, you know, they listen to the subject matter experts, but then they invest. And it should be a percentage, right, of what you're trying to accomplish, because then you can really understand whether it's going to fit into your environment, your enterprise environment. You're going to be able to determine if it's going to meet the requirements that you really need. And that way, when you make that larger purchase, that larger investment, you're set up better for success because it's the outcome that really matters. Jay, all good advice, especially the part about the cloud. You may pay more, but you'll get better and more modern services. So don't lose sight of that either. Uh, we are out of time for today. So let me thank my guest. Jay Foes is the Senior Customer Advocate for Financial and Healthcare Agencies at Veritas. Jay, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you having me. Have a great day. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search innovation.
Thank you for listening to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. The entire discussion can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation.